What's going on? This is Cheers from the Press Box. Day late, but fully ready to go. Uh, there's a lot that's happened. So much. Um, that's why we waited. Strategic. We had to, to make sure it. we can comment on everything because there's so much to comment on. This has been a wild sports cycle. <clears throat> Um, so we're we're gonna try to get to it as fast as we can. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to in the big hits. Um, got a couple quick hits, and then we're out of here. We don't. I don't think we're gonna have any time for walk offs whatsoever. Um, so, Brennan, without any further ado, let's get to it. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. All right, we're still gonna start with the division previews. But instead of, you know, oh, I no. just got the hiccups all of a sudden. Instead of the three minute, the five, four minutes, we're going to move it to three minutes. Not right. even, man. For this, for these divisions, we could do two if you want. Oh, it's a little PTI, just bang, bang. <clears throat> we're going to go three minutes. And we're going to start with a team with a losing record. A team that you love. Nice. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Brennan. Um, give me your take because I'm not going to have much. So this is your time to really dig into it. Um. All right. So the Jags uh, coming off of a pretty horrific season, two seasons in a row now, uh, ending up with the number one pick. Obviously, two years ago, Trevor Lawrence was a no-brainer. Uh, wildly disappointed with the the route they took this year. Dumped everything. Is not everything, but for the most part, all the draft capital into defense went out and signed uh, the big free agent, uh, Brandon Sheriff, uh, the guard, who, in my opinion, is already a little past his prime, but hopefully he's going to be uh, a, a reliable starter. Just it, it feels like uh, Groundhog Day it feels like deja vu all over again. I don't know if you remember, but we went out and signed Andrew Norwell. When he was the big free agent guard on the open market, we signed him to like a hundred million dollar contract or something crazy. And then he didn't produce. He was injured a lot. He, you know, had the one of the worst pass protection ratings in the entire NFL. And he was supposed to be the same situation Brandon's in. Uh, he was supposed to be like the preeminent guard on the market. Uh, did not take a left tackle in this draft. We took uh, Trayvon Walker, who did not even start at Georgia. Um, with the number one overall pick, I really wanted to take Icky out of uh, North Carolina State, the uh, left tackle. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, in the Hall of Fame game that's tomorrow night, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are going to be sitting out. So we're not going to really get to see what's going on as far as the chemistry. I am hoping another year in the system, Trevor can kind of put it together. My biggest concern is the offensive line. Oh, um, <clears throat> you're like, wasn't your whole staff let go along yeah. with the, uh, so it's a different system now. It's a totally different system. Sorry. Okay. Thank you for catching that. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm hoping another year in the NFL, system. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Like not, not in this offensive system per se. What I'm saying is the offensive speed of the NFL. Cause Trevor, there are some throws last year where you're like, yeah, this is why we took him number one. And then there were other throws where you're like, what the, what are you seeing, dude? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, so 
the we, you know we went out and got Christian Kirk, who was a number two, a high level number two, um, but still a number two. We signed him to number one money, so I I don't think that was smart. I don't think we're very good in free agency. I was very disappointed with the draft, at least the top end of the draft. So. I'm worried, man. I'm really worried. This seems like another year we're going to waste rebuilding. And that's not how it works anymore. Trevor Lawrence can just bail if he doesn't want to be around this. Like, look at what happened with some of these other quarterbacks. Go ahead. I have one question. You can answer this real quickly. Do you know who's in charge of, like, uh, player evals? Like uh, the head of pro personnel? Yeah. Whether it be drafting or uh, free agency. No, I don't know offhand, but I'm going to find it right now. All the body functions are happening. I got to sneeze. I got hiccups. What the fuck is happening? We were talking for like an hour and nothing was wrong with me. I know. Um, (laughs) I did want to mention, I don't think I've mentioned it yet because, uh, oh yeah. So the GM Trent Balky is actually the mm. director of player personnel as well. Okay. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't Tony Khan because the way you were talking was the way a lot of people feel over at Fulham. And yeah. I was like, why is this feeling like deja vu? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Uh, Tony has a lot to say. Obviously he is the owner's son and he is, he is in charge of like analytics and some other thing on the team. Mm-hmm. So he does have input, but Trent Balky has complete control of the roster as the GM and also director of player personnel. Um, Doug Peterson, you and I talked about this. I don't think we ever mentioned it on the show though i was kind of worried i was like Mm. oh no like doug couldn't you know hold it together in philly after winning a super bowl and you i thought you'd be on my side but you went the other direction you're like no doug's doug's a real coach like he's a real head coach i love dougie um and i think i think he got a bad rap for that final season uh and everybody knows that nate sudfield Starting versus, I don't know who the fuck oh, was yeah, the, uh, the quarterback at that point. Um, I don't know why I can't remember, but um, I think it was Jalen, Jalen, obviously. But um, yeah, it, it worked out for the best. We got a better draft position. It, he was thinking for his future, and the fans and the media reacted in the short term. Um, and he ended up paying really? the price the for that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, uh, short sighted. I was like, we're we're not gonna make the playoffs because I think it would it was giving um the Giants could have made it if the Washington lost or something. Yeah, and so it had it a lot to like, like draft position too. Yeah. For us it was draft position and I yeah. understood why he would do it, but it, quote, it was the quote, difference between the like sanctity six of the game or something. So and then yeah, because now that we're talking about it, I remember because it was that whole thing where it was like, if you win the division, you're automatically in a different tier. So it was literally the difference between like six picks in the draft order or five. Yeah. Something and like then that. The thing, we were going to be like seven and nine if we won the division. Like, yeah, it was it was a mess. It was a so mess. I'm hoping Doug can lead this team. He is an offensive guy. Uh, the offense is what needs the most help. Again, I'm really worried about the Trayvon Walker thing because the guy didn't even start. I mean, he was a great player at Georgia, but this is what bothers me. And I know you and I have talked about this before. And this is the last thing I'll say. The yeah, measurables in the combine sometimes teams get so enamored by that and it, it they it's almost like they disregard the film because the guy on paper is such a monster mm. and that i do not abide like that i cannot agree with 
There's so many players where it's like, yeah, they didn't test great, but then when they're on the field, they're football players. Like, let's go. Yeah. We were talking about it last week with your team, Nicobe Dean. Yeah, he mm-hmm. didn't test great. He's a little short, a little underweight, like for the position, but he's an animal on the field. And you get him in the third round. I think he's going to be one of the best players in this draft. Then we go out and get a guy like Devin Lloyd from Utah who tested great, but he doesn't have a position. He's like a hybrid, which there's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I'm, I'm really worried about it, but that's, I'm, you know, Jack for Duval till I die. So let's go. All right. All right. Um, we're going to bounce around like you set the precedent on. Uh, terrible idea. <laughs> a terrible idea. The most annoying thing in the world. Well, we're in but it now. It's the last week. To the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have brought in Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. Still have Christian McCaffrey. A lot of people forget that. Uh, Robbie, who's changed his name from Robbie with a Y to Robbie with an IE, um, along with DJ Slut. Moore as a part of their receiving core. Um, they went and got Iki Iquanu, so that showed up there some of the issues on the offensive line. Yeah. Um, but the offensive line still is not complete in that the way you would want. The defense last year showed growth, but they did end up losing Hassan Reddick, who went to the Eagles. Um, they signed him to a one-year, and he outperformed it, obviously, and they didn't bring him back. Um, they also don't no longer have Stephon Gilmore, who they ended up trading for late in the season. Um, so, yeah, their pass rush is... A little sus right now, a little young right now, um, and their DBs are also a little sus outside of J.C. Seahorn. But we never saw him play a full season because he ended up getting hurt. And they brought they went and got your guy C.J. Henderson. So mm-hmm. um, this is going to be an interesting team to watch, especially with the quarterback position being in such disarray. Uh, who do you think is going to start? Uh, interesting uh, question. I am. Everyone who listens to this knows I was on the Sam Darnold train. I'm. I Sam Darnold they, got so much rope off of one Rose Bowl. The I kid know. had one good Rose Bowl. The next season he was mediocre, but then he had that USC buzz on. I know. All I'm going to say is Baker is going to start. Um, no matter how much you dislike Baker, not you personally, the royal you, or how much I dislike Baker, and sometimes his attitude about things. Love and how commercials sad that's got, that has to go. But sometimes he seems like a wait. What happened? Sorry, I started yawning. What the fuck is happening to me? Once the mics come on, we literally my whole body just started. <laughs> my whole body just started revolting. Um, I was saying, uh, love the progressive commercials. Sad to see them go. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love those commercials. Uh it's um, like I think he's an entitled little brat, to be honest. Oh, he for sure is. And I don't think that's the kind of person you want leading your team. But sidebar story, sorry. And this is again, we're gonna blow through this three minute sidebar story. That the entitled little brat just reminded me of Johnny Manziel because they both played for Cleveland. The Browns. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to make the 30 for 30 on Johnny football because it's the most interesting life story. And I did not think this sense was going to end up being a part of it. His ex-fiance and Nick Cannon had a baby on YouTube. Wow. What is happening (laughs) in the world? What the hell is going on? Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Um. So yeah, check that out on YouTube, everybody. Or you can check out my podcast on YouTube. Uh, 
Yeah, I, he's going to beat him out. Baker Mayfield is the number one overall pick. There was, you know, no question he was going to go top five. No one thought he was going to go number one, but he was definitely going to go top five. So he's got the uh, pedigree, quote unquote. I just, I don't, he's, whether it's Sam Donner or Baker Mayfield, this is not who's leading your team to the promised land. So the Panthers are going to have to figure it out. And hey, guess what? Newsflash, next year's a great year to figure it out. CJ Stroud coming out of Ohio State. You've got the kid coming out of Alabama. Like there's a lot of quarterbacks on the list. Now, obviously, Alabama and Ohio State are two college teams I wouldn't say ever take a quarterback from. But still, those are the guys who are going to be the front runners for the Heisman. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I really like what Carolina, the moves they made. Now we could just got to see if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy because that's the big X factor. Sam Darnold, 3-0 with Christian McCaffrey healthy. Well, all right. On to another losing team. Somehow this team was better than your losing team, Brennan. You have to answer for that. Um, I don't want to. Houston Texans. I don't want to. There was no way. <laughs> I remember when the season started, game one, we were playing Houston Texans. And I remember listening to Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal do the lines. And they were like, there's no way. Jacksonville showed life last year. There's no way they're going to fucking lose this game. Jacksonville's going to route them. You, you had Jacksonville pulling games off of Houston last year. You had Jacksonville pulling the Colts. In, our, in our whole preview. Um, Which so they, did, they, they did win that game against the Colts and knock them out of the playoffs. But uh, Everybody gets one on Carson. Yeah. But, uh, um, Houston, Texas, Brennan, go for it. Uh, it's a team in repair. In utter disarray, I guess you'd say. They no longer have. They're going to go with Davis Mills at starting quarterback. Um, I believe in Mills. Uh, he's one of those guys. He was not a super high draft General pick. Mills. Great General Mills. Maybe he was taken to the third yeah. round, which, but he, there was not a lot of fanfare. So like people like Dak and Russell Wilson who go, who drop and then they come out and then all of a sudden you hear like, oh, they beat so-and-so out in training. Camp. You know what I mean? Like there's fanfare behind it. I don't it. think he really beat anybody out. I think uh, circumstances kind of elevated. Well, that, no, that's exactly the, what I'm uh, saying is with Davis Mills, here. you didn't hear about him because there was no fanfare because he didn't beat anybody out. That's exactly yeah. my point was okay. the fact that they got rid of Deshaun Watson, wanted out and then they got, you know, they traded him, dealt him. And then it was like, oh, well, it's Davis Mills. Obviously it was Davis Mills show before year, they but, traded him. But, yeah, because yeah, they sat him, but. But it's not like a Dak Prescott, like Tony Romo gets hurt and he comes in there and lights it up. And Tony Romo's like, this is my successor. Or like Russell Wilson, where there's a big battle in training clan. I don't think Tony said that. I think the world said that. Well, somebody Tony. said it. Um, <laughs> and they, you know, the Seattle paid all this money for Matt Flynn. I don't know if you remember that. And then yeah, there's this big one battle. one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, they Matt paid all this Flynn money for like Matt Flynn and then he got beat year. out by Russell Wilson. Uh, and and so, then Matt Flynn went down to Oakland and robbed them for like 10 mil more. God, that was fun. That dude... Bank he ever money. started for Oakland either. Um, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is the fact that there there was nothing behind Davis Mills becoming the starter as far as that kind of stuff. I, I guess it's a wait and see sort of situation. I mean, <clears throat> we're going to see what happens. Uh, they went out and got uh, Laramie Tunsil. They moved some stuff around to go out and get him uh, as the starting left tackle, which is good. Went out and he got raked uh, him over the Colts for a re-up. Yeah, he did. He got he got his money. Uh, the draft was kind of all over the place. Uh, you can't really tell what they're looking for. They took, you know, defensive backs and wide receivers, safeties. Uh, so they're kind of all over the place. Just took one guard with the 15th pick. They had two rounds or two, four picks in the first two rounds. So they're kind of just trying to f- plug a lot of different holes. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, what do you, What's your opinion? I, I Oh, we weren't given... 
wins. I know. I just thought about that. I was going to say we could do that right after this, Steve. Um, I think they're going to be... They're a hodgepodge of a team right now. Brandon Cook's story is going to be one of the most interesting at the end yeah. of his career. Um, I like Brevin Jordan just primarily because he came out of Miami, but also because he was a really good tight end there, and he showed flashes last year. Um, their offensive line has two good tent poles in Tunsil and then Titus Howard on the right side. Um, but it, it this team... Goes however Davis tries to get them. Um, I think Lovey can coach up a good defense. They don't have the most uh, diverse talent on the defense. Um, Derek Stanley Jr., who they got out of LSU, is a very interesting prospect. Um, he was shutting down like top tier guys when he was a freshman at LSU in the SEC. Um, but they run a lot of zone normally in Lovey's system and. But they drafted a man tight end. So Lovey has conceded that they may run a little more man than usual. Um, was Derek Stingley the guy who had like an awesome freshman year and then yeah. not so great sophomore year and then and sat out his just, junior year? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Um, yeah, so, so it was yeah. going off his 2019 tape. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Uh, but that showed he had high, high, high ceiling, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I think everybody had a bad 2020, Brennan. Come on. Uh, <laughs> LSU as a whole had a bad 2020. Didn't yeah. the year uh, Coach O got fired? Yeah. Go Tigers. Went from winning but, the national um, championship to getting fired. Yeah. Hitting on everybody's wife and whatnot. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. how Coach O does it. All right. So Houston, Texas, what do you have for their record? And then we'll do Jags and Carolina afterwards. Uh, three to five. For Houston, three to five. I'm yeah. gonna say five to six. Then I know where you're going with the other one. Uh, uh, Jacksonville for you, Brian. Jacksonville, I've winning eight to nine games. Well, I'm gonna go three to five on I that. Knew one. that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> uh, I think Dougie can only do so much with that roster. That roster eight to nine, defensively, man. that roster needs a lot of help. Trevor Lawrence um, is going to come out of nowhere. Trayvon Walker is going to prove why he went number one in the draft. Oh, uh, look at you buying it. Like we said, we fuck now, man. Time. This dude is so <laughs> overrated. I'm, I'm so. Uh, and then Carolina. So if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I think Baker's going to cancer this team and destroy it too. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will get hurt. He always does. So I've got the Carolina Panthers winning zero to three games. Whoa, damn. Uh, I would say. F- Four to five. Uh, w- one thing we should probably mention uh, to bring up some of the salacious stuff. Um, that first game, if Baker plays, how do you see that playing out? They play uh, Cleveland. Oh, I was going to, I assumed because of the way you set that up. Yeah. Uh, Baker will start that game. I think he's going to, interesting. Um, so follow me here. I think Baker is going to get booed in Cleveland. The game's in Carolina. Oh, is he? Yes. I think Baker will get booed by Cleveland fans. Oh, I thought you were going to say he gets booed in Carolina. <laughs> which is... Yeah, right. <laughs> which is ironic. Because he did they, nothing wrong in theory. No, he did nothing <laughs> wrong. He just asked for a trade when they went out and signed a different quarterback. But I think people are going to look at him the way I do, where they're like, oh, he's an entitled brat. Like, fuck him. Oh. Which is because we're going to talk about it later, but it's very ironic because they're quarterback the situation. Game, <laughs> I just think that's weird. 
Like you want to talk about Baker being a piece of shit. It's like, look at your own backyard. Um, Brandon, who wins the game? Stay on topic. <laughs> Carolina. Jacoby Brissett's not going to win that game. Okay, Carolina wins that game. All right. Atlanta Falcons, Brennan. Hot I'm giving you three minutes. Go for the, it. The team of your um, adult life, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, let me pull this up because I wanted First to. First year double- I got there, 28-3. Never forget. What happened? First year I got to Atlanta, 28-3. Never forgetting it. There you go. Never forget. Marcus Mariota was just named the starter. Uh, they do have Desmond Ritter, who they took uh, pretty late in the draft. Cordell Patterson uh, listed as a running back. Interesting. Um, I don't know, man. Atlanta has a lot of holes they had to fill. I know they've got a pretty good offensive line. Not great, but it's like, okay. It's pretty trash. It's okay. I mean. It's pretty trash. Jake Matthews was the sixth overall pick, you know, 20 years ago. I was about to say, uh, how long ago was that? <laughs> no, it was uh, seven years ago. But, like, they've got some of these guys that they took pretty high, uh, that went pretty high in the draft on their offensive line, but they're old now. And that's the problem with rebuilding is you never know how long it's going to take. Uh, their skill positions are not good. I mean, other than Cordell Patterson and then Kyle Pitts, who was a huge disappointment uh, and the defense is well. Two disappointments, a bit of an overstatement. He started off slow, came on high later on, but also he was the only man out there after Calvin Ridley kind of disappeared from the team. So the yeah, team was kind of keying in on him. He was supposed to break all these records as like this crazy, like athletic tight end. He's a hybrid. He's like a. He's like if you took a wide receiver and Madden well, and like yeah, I would say yeah, they also kind the the narrative around him was real distorted because people were like, oh, he made line up at receiver. And it's like, dude, dude's a tight this end. This is the NFL. Like, that's not how that <laughs> yeah, works. Yeah, like, no, dude's a tight end. Um, but sorry, go ahead. No, that's all I wanted to say. Defense needs a, a lot of rebuilding. Last year, it was interesting. They were on the cusp. Uh, they had a pretty bad record last year, but they were on the cusp of like they lost. I think it was six of the games they lost was by three points or less. Um, yeah. So they're right there. I just don't think this is the year they put it together. I mean, maybe something this happens. This is certainly not the year they put it together. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't believe in Marcus Mariota, even though he was the second overall pick. Uh, I've got them winning between five to seven games. Yeah, this is a that's a that's an over on for me. I got them winning between one to four games. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, they're, they've pretty much gone for rebuild as far as the defense is concerned. They've only had two tent pole pieces and Grady Jared and AJ Terrell. Um, Deion Jones, as good as he is, he's been undersized pretty much his entire career can never stay healthy. Um, and then offensively, Kyle Pitts, good. Um, I don't think he is breakthrough as of yet. We haven't seen it. Uh, we've seen it in spurts, but we haven't seen it consistently for a full year. Obviously, he's only in the second season. Um, Drake London, who I believe they tra- traded up to get. Um, it'll be interesting. I believe he was a USC receiver. Um, and a team yeah. where Cordell Patterson is just starting running back. You're never going to convince me a guy wearing 84 at running back is a good idea. Uh, ever, 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 <laughs> ever. Shout out to Ty Montgomery, 88 in the backfield. Um yeah, so them not like, and then the offensive line has been sus in recent years. Um, a lot of guys, okay, like you said, they're getting older and they're not replenishing in the way they could, in the way they should. Um, that's why Matt Ryan's no longer there. Um, yeah, this is just a team that 
all the pieces are j- all the places you need strong leadership, like the quarterback position, the offensive line, defensive line, like it's all makeshift at this point. It's paper mache because they put themselves in such cap purgatory between Matt Ryan's contract, which they still have the hit on um, Julio's contract and a couple other guys who are all no longer there. So they're in cap purgatory for, I believe this season, and I think next season as well. So they're going to be building this team out for a while. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Um, do we have a winner yet? Are we are we approaching a winner? Yeah. Do oh finally, man. Yeah, the next four teams are all good. Thank it's, goodness. It's a huge disparity. Huge disparity between the top and the bottom. <laughs> all right, Brandon. Oh, speaking of Matt Ryan, Brandon, the Indianapolis Colts. Go for it. Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I hate the Colts. Everybody knows that. Obviously, as a huge fan of Jacksonville, the Colts went out and uh, took. Uh, they didn't have a first round pick, but they had three in the third round. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, trying to, to the Colts. Taking yeah, the trying to shirt that Carson Wentz office. Yeah, God, trying to shirt that offense. Send them games. They went out and got a wide receiver, a tight end, and a tackle in the third round. Their starting quarterback for the next season will be Matt Ryan. And then Nick Foles is a backup. Nick Foles still in the lead. They do have one of the best running backs in the NFL, Jonathan, Jonathan Super Bowl champion. Taylor. Super Bowl champion, big dick Nick Foles. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, hoping to have a breakout year at um, wide receiver. Uh, so I don't know, man. The, the Colts... Their offensive line is hit or miss. Obviously, on paper, it's incredible, but then uh, sometimes they can't put it together. Last year, it was a complete disaster. They do have a great defense, though. Um, and then they went out and got Yannick uh, Ngankwe. They obviously have DeForest Buckner, which they got from the 49ers a couple years ago. So I think this is going to be the team in the running for the AFC South division. That's what I'm going to go with. I've got them winning between eight to 10 games next year. Uh, it's funny you say that, brother, because I do think they will win the a- AFC South, um, but I don't think their record is going to prove by much. They were a nine-win team last year. I think they're going to end up winning between 10, nine to 10 games this year. Um, they're going to feast on this division, and they're not going to do much outside of it. Um, like you said, their offensive line on paper, and uh, we've been – led to believe that they they're stalwarts, but their left tackle position has um changed. The left tackle is not who it was before. And uh Quentin Nelson is getting older. Ryan Kelly is getting older. So the offensive line Which is, is not the it's same. It's so weird to say Quentin Nelson is getting older. He was regarded as the best offensive interior offensive lineman in the NFL, maybe one of the best ever and he's yeah. not that old. And now all of a sudden, after a couple injuries, you're like, ah, oh, that's it. Like, it's, I mean, it's over. Four years and a couple of injuries at that position. It, it, and not getting the same help on the edge. Yeah. It makes you look a lot older. No, um, and that's true. I mean, he was taken in 2018. So, I mean, this is going to be. What is yeah. 18, like 19, Sixth season. This will be a sixth season. Oh, okay. Damn, so it's man. like, yeah, everyone, when you get one of those players. Be- yeah, 18, 19, 20, 21. This, or, this will be his fifth season. Fifth season. Yeah. I, I mean, majored in political like, science. What do you want from me? But, <laughs> like, 
when you get a player of this caliber, they always say, oh, that's a guaranteed starter for 10 years. And you think about it, it's like, we're like, oh, he's getting old. He's only been in the league five years, but it's like, yeah. But if you look at it and if you reverse engineer it, his career's halfway over. Yeah. I was saying the offensive lineman, especially an interior, is only going to last you so long. Yeah. Um, so you kind of get nervous about some of these, these guards getting these huge second contracts because it's like, yeah, man, but. Are they going to really? see the end of it? Not really. Yeah. Um, like you said, Jonathan Taylor, my fantasy MVP last year. Michael Pittman Jr., good season, but not a lot of depth behind them. They lost Zach Pascal. They lost T.Y. Hilton, has moved on. Tight end, they got Mo Ali Cox, who has never really impressed me. He's been good, never, never anything other than not even good, like okay to good. Uh, nothing more than that. Um, but like you said, the defense is really going to have to uh, buoy the, this defense has been and needs to buoy this team. Um, Darius Leonard, let's hope he can play. Oh, sorry, Shaq Leonard, let's hope he can play. Change his I name did from the his first name thing. to his middle name. Um, and Quiddy Pay has to prove a lot on the outside. If he can, if he can, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If he can, he can not amplify. He can compliment. If he can compliment Yannick and Gakwe, I'll just take that one. Uh, if he can compliment Yannick and DeForest inside, then um, that front four will be a lot more ferocious. Um, changing out. Malik Hooker, who I forgot was Malik Hooker. Uh, for Rodney McLeod on the back end, Rodney McLeod, former Eagle, a little older now. Um, don't know how that's going to work out. Uh, Stephen Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, still good. I don't know if he still has that next level in him. Um, we saw oh, so that's where Stephon ended up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw spurts of it down in Carolina last year after he got traded there. Um, we know he's still serviceable, but is he shut down? I don't know this. Um, but really, the 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 thing that is going to be the most interesting thing is Matt Ryan goes to leaves a team with not a lot of receiver talent, goes to a team with not a ton of receiving talent. Um, Paris Campbell, if he can stay healthy, is interesting. Michael Pittman Jr. is your number one for sure. But outside of those two guys, you're kind of reaching for straws. Um, so just that's why I don't think they will be better than they were last year, but I think they'll win the division because I think the division as a whole is going to regress. And we'll talk about the other team shortly, but Brandon, let's get to the other team in the NFC. T.Y. Hill not signed anywhere. Not signed nowhere. No, the New Orleans Saints, Brennan, what do you got for them? The New Orleans. Do you say New Orleans or New Orleans? New Orleans. That's what I said too. New Orleans Saints. What? I mean, what are we even talking about here? Jameis Winston got that money. Go get that bag, son. He's going to be their starting quarterback. I thought that was a fantastic idea. Um, <clears throat> obviously, they have Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas coming off an injury. They went out and got Jarvis Landry. Uh, their defense led by uh, Cameron Jordan who everyone was like, oh, Cameron Jordan's the reason why Trey Hendrickson has such good stats. And then we saw that wasn't true. Uh, went out and got uh, the wide receiver from Ohio State, that the top, top tier guy, Chris Olave. And then they went out and got a uh, fucking left hat. So listen to this. They only had five total picks in the entire draft, two first and a second. They went out and got filled a hole at 
starting wide receiver, obviously the number two wide receiver, but still starting on the other side, went out and picked up a, a tackle and then went out and got a, a starting corner as well. So <clears throat> they're really filling holes. Uh, what was their record last year? I don't have it here. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Okay. I think they're going to be better than nine and eight. There is a problem playing with Tampa Bay in the division. I think they're going to smoke Atlanta and Carolina, uh, especially Jameis Winston. Got that LASIK a couple years ago, and we have not seen him play a full healthy season since he got that LASIK. Every year he's ended up getting hurt, so we haven't been able to see if that's actually what's been affecting his throw was his eyesight. I have this team winning 10 to 12 games next year. 10 to 12. Um, that defense always comes through. That's appropriate. Yeah, the defense is going to come through, especially now that the D.C. is the head coach. Uh, Sean Payton is no longer with this team. It's going to be interesting to see with the offenses. Is it just a carbon copy of what uh, Sean had? Because we never no one has ever uttered the name of the O.C. for the Saints because Sean Payton is. I have no clue what his name is, but he's been there for pretty much the entire run. Um, Alvin Kamara. uh he still has a potential suspension uh, because of that fight in Vegas where some guy got pretty beat up. Pete uh, Carmichael Jr. Pete Carmichael. Pete Davis and Gerard Carmichael had a child with. Um, yeah, so Michael Definitely Thomas. Definitely not Pete <laughs> Davis and Gerard Carmichael's kid. Uh, why would you say that? He's uh, very Jarvis white. Landry. Very, very white. Come on, bro. You're a comic. You gotta know. You don't say the things out loud. Um, yeah, I like their trio of receivers. If Jameis can stay healthy, that makes things a little more interesting. Um, their offensive line got real bad. Uh, yeah. I believe their left tackle is now in Miami. Um, their starting center, I believe, retired. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. So, let's see if Jameis can stay upright. Um, the defense, yeah, Cam Jordan, Demarius Davis. And uh, they got one got Tyron Matthews and Marcus May. So they shored up their back end. Uh, CJ Garner Johnson. I don't know why they have him at. I don't know if they're going to move him to safety because he's listed as a safety here, but he's definitely a corner. So he should be the opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. Um, yeah, this team's going to win definitely 10 to 12 games. Um, it's a good roster. I don't know how they keep finagling themselves out of cap purgatory. Um, Taysom Hill is a full fledged tight end now, I believe. Um, so that helps. Uh, delineating him that from the quarterback position where he was going to be overpaid. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, did you mention uh, the Honey Badger came in? I did. Tyron Matthews. Now. Yeah. Okay, Tyron Matthews and Marcus May playing safety for them now. Yeah. So, I mean, they won nine games with barely Jameis. Well, they didn't have Michael Thomas either last year. Yeah, they didn't have Michael Thomas. Yeah. So, it's going to be definitely interesting. Malcolm Jenkins also retired. Shout out to MJ. Uh, two-time Super Bowl winner. All right, Brennan. Let's talk about our favorite team to debate about. The Tennessee Titans, Brennan. The most overrated team in the AFC. Three minutes on the clock. I don't need three minutes. King Henry's going to take a huge drop down. Woo! This is not going to be the team of old. Just statistically speaking, one of the worst AFC champions, or not AFC champions, but one of the worst division winners, one of the worst number one seeds. I mean, what else are you going to say? They lost their starting uh, wide receiver. Well, didn't lose him. They just didn't want to pay him. 
who was it? What? Give me that name, Corey. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Thank you. Corey um, Davis also gone. Huh? Corey Davis also gone. As I well. knew there was a Corey that left. Uh, <laughs> You're like, yeah. Hey. I don't. I don't have anything to say. I don't like this team. The Tennessee Titans have kept the Jags out of the playoffs a couple times in the past. They are my kryptonite. Ryan Tannehill is a wide receiver converted to quarterback. Is no good. And Derrick Henry, love him to death, but shouldn't have paid him all that money. He's going to drop off a cliff. Thank you. Well, at least they got him on a short-term deal. Uh, you can say, Brennan, plain don't like this team. Uh, the defense is good. Still got Danico Archie. Still got Jeffrey Simmons. Simons. Defense Simons? is overrated. Uh, well, I'm just going to just start arguing. <laughs> sucks. Everything sucks. Uh, Bud Dupree, Zach Cunningham on the linebacker positions. It's really stand out to me. Kevin Bard. Uh, has been really good at the free safety. But Dupree, what a bloated contract that was. Um, he, he was fine last year. Yeah, he was uh, fine, but they got him in free agency. He was supposed. Bud Dupree was the reason T.J. Watt was you, so thought good. You, thought you were done talking. I'm well, sorry. You are the one that espoused that. You and uh, that's you a word. Sap said. So yeah, I took it as law. Said so. Yeah, you and Sap and Sap really don't believe all the things he said. Um, Taylor Lewan coming back. I believe he was hurt last year, so let's see him healthy. But as Brendan alluded to, uh, Ryan Tannehill um, is currently the quarterback. Do you think he makes out the whole season, or do you think Malik Willis takes over for him? Uh, Malik Willis will not take over through any fault of his own. Mm-hmm. Um I think Ryan, if Ryan gets injured and Malik goes in, I don't think they look back. I think that's a great excuse to get out from under Ryan Tannehill. But I don't think Malik Willis is going to be ready. He's already coming out of the draft. He was so raw. Fantastic talent, but a a very Trey Lance-esque situation where he might need a year or two to kind of develop. Trey Um, Lance, who's been uh, named the starting quarterback. Dude, did you see? He's been told to look around. I know. That literally came. That story broke like a day after we recorded. I know. A day after I you was said Garoppolo so was good. At I was like, Jimmy's coming home, baby. <laughs> and then they were like, Yeah, Jimmy's been told to look for a team elsewhere. <laughs> go, go find your papers. Yeah. Um, they no, went got Ryan, Robert Woods, but that's the only thing uh, of note on the receiving core whatsoever. Uh, I think Derrick Henry is going to take a step back purely out of um, look they at you. To look at you. Agree with me. Purely because they may move to more of a committee style because he's coming off that foot injury. Um, yeah, and he's one of the most violent gonna, running backs of all time. You can't also live like that forever. Gonna, also, teams have even more incentive now to stack the box against him. Um, so his production may come down a bit. But uh, I don't think he's going to fall for clear. I don't think he's going to have less than a thousand yards in an eighteen game season or seventeen game season. I um, I will say this: if something happens with Ryan and they do put Malik Willis in there, get ready for Derrick Henry to blow up because it's yes. going to be RG three, Alfred Morris, <laughs> two thousand twelve, all over again. Yeah, a lot of nice looking RPOs. I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah. Uh, what were you about to say? You, I think you were going to make mention of Debo getting his contract as well. Uh, no, I wasn't going to bring that up. I wanted the wide receiver situation is crazy in Tennessee. The fact that they had these two guys that you know weren't the best on in the league, but they were. I think service- Corey was gone last year, and that's why they brought in Julio. No, yeah, he was because they needed that big body possession receiver. But like to go from. 
Corey Davis, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, all were on the roster within the last 18, you know, 24 months to like, oh, we brought in Robert Woods Jr. It's like, Robert Woods is a junior. Get out of here with this junior nonsense. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, yeah, but wasn't he hurt a lot? And isn't he getting up there in age? And oh, maybe he's not a junior. I thought he was. But, uh, okay. I'm like, what the? But yeah. So I just, I don't know. That makes me Bobby nervous. Trees. Uh, oh, Robert Woods, Bobby Trees. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that his hearing his nickname? That yeah, I've never heard that before. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's the best Bobby nickname Trees. ever. Yeah, it's one of the best. Yeah, um, I believe Cooper Cup shouted him out. Um, that's Bobby that's when a lot of people Trees. discovered it. But I'm pretty sure his Twitter handles at Bobby Trees. Robert Woods, Bobby and Trees. Yeah, that's three, so good. Like Trees, Tress. Yeah, it's all thing going there. It's a lot going on there with Bobby. Um, but oh, where Julio landed next, Brennan? That's what we're about to discuss. The former Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Leonard Fournette. Let's hope he gets in shape. Um, Mike Evans, we can count on him. He's pretty dependable at this point. Chris Godwin coming back from injury. Let's see what that looks like. Russell Gage, they pilfered from their foes in Atlanta. Um, and then you got Cameron Brate. Gronk retiring, broaden Kyle Rudolph. The front is looking very not great at this point. Um, they had retirements. They had somebody go to the Cincinnati on free agency. I believe Ryan Jensen suffered an injury in practice recently. Um, they traded for Shaq Mason, which is good. The only constant they have is like third year player Tristan Wirfs. Which is ridiculous. Um, not bring. It doesn't look like they're bringing back uh, the Dominican Sue nor Jason Pierre-Paul. They went and got Akeem Hicks though, and Viva is still there in the middle, so that's pretty good on its own. Um, they were able to keep White and David, which is really great. That's um, insane because they didn't think they were going to be able to keep both of them last year. Yeah, um, and then they've shored up their secondary with a lot of lot of guys because they saw a lot a lot of injuries um so brent what are your thoughts on this squad i've always oh, hang on a second. okay so also i'm always uh hey, i got it i got it uh shocked at who they can bring back uh like you said the offensive line has taken a lot of dings it was a very good offensive line a couple years ago and then losing people to free agency and retirements and just injuries They've kind of uh, had a sharp decline. Uh, but the fact that they brought back all these wide receivers, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans was already under contract, but then they brought back Perryman, but they didn't think they'd resign. Then they signed Julio Jones. I don't understand where they get all these fucking, all this money from. And then Devin White and Levante David. The TV 12 method. Yeah, right. <laughs> as long as they're there uh, and Vita Vey is there, I trust in this defense. And uh, Winfield Jr. was a situation last year where everyone thought I think he was going to be better than he was. And he was good, but I think they expected more from him. So we'll see. He's still listed as the starter. So we'll see how that works out. I think this team's going to be very, very good. I think as long as Tom Brady stays on top of the mountain, which we have no sense in him falling off of it. I think they win the division easily. I think they're going to compete for the NFC title. I think this team wins 13 to 15 games. Uh, just rack them up. Let's go again. 
Um, I think this team gets about 13, 12 or 13 dubs. Um, did we? I don't think we said how much for Tennessee, how much you got on them. Tennessee's winning one game. No, I'm just kidding. Tennessee's going to win uh, probably. I've got Tennessee right there in the middle as well. Uh, same place I had Indiana. Indianapolis. I don't know why I just did that. Uh, I have them winning eight to ten games. Yeah, I got them winning seven to eight games. Seven to nine games. Um, I don't think they're going to do much. Um, but I think they're going to fall behind Houston. Um all right, that is all behind it. Houston. Is that what you just said? Yeah, that I said is what Houston, you just said. I meant yeah, to say did. Indianapolis. I meant to say okay. Indianapolis. I thought you meant to say Jacksonville, the Jaguars. I definitely did not mean to say that. You've all totally died. Again, Jacksonville. Yeah, Tampa Bay. The, the whole thing, months. the whole saga with Tom Brady over the summer was weird. That was weird. That's right. Tom Bowles is now the head coach. Well, yeah. I don't think he retired. We'll get to that in about another story and a half. Uh we got something else to discuss right now. Big, big news story. Don't think you should set it up with that much excitement. Um, that wasn't excitement, Brandon. That was my news-breaking voice. Uh, so Deshaun Watson has been handed a six-game suspension, far less than uh, people expected, um, Brendan. Uh, but there's a lot. There's a lot of surrounding factors to this, um, and there's a lot of nuance uh, in the ruling. Um, the NFL has, I believe, until tomorrow morning to appeal this if they want to give him a harsher penalty. Um, I, I'll say this. This is a weird statement to say, so I'll set it up with this. This is kind of a win. This is a there's a win lose element to this in the sense that in the ruling, in the sense that the arbitrator did not absolve him of his wrongdoing. Actually the opposite. The arbitrator said that with the information I was provided with, he definitely did this. And for some reason, the arbitrator was only presented five of the 25, 24 plus cases, which I don't understand why only five were presented to her. Um, She said he definitely did do this, but because of, precedent that the NFL has used to punish people in the past, I cannot go above and beyond and give him an exorbitant amount. Basically putting the putting it to putting the responsibility at the foot of the NFL saying if you want to go above and beyond versus what you've already done, you can appeal this and do so, basically going over my head, but with what you have already done in the past, I cannot do more. So the number of games is it's a joke, but for the first time, somebody has definitively said, Oh, he definitely did do these things. And this is something we all knew just off of no one has this many accusers and did nothing wrong. And then you had people who didn't even uh, file civil cases or criminal cases. And the New York times saw that the number went up to actually 66 women um, had given him treatment in the last like 18 to 24 months at that point. So we know we knew what he was, but the court system couldn't never figured out how to get it, uh, 
how to label him a serial offender. And that's what he is. And that's what the ruling, that's the only good that comes of the ruling. The people that said, oh, these women are obviously fishing for da, 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 da. No, 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 no. This guy's a serial offender. And one of the stipulations of this ruling was, yeah, he probably should not have a masseuse outside of the Browns organization. Like, if you're going to say that, I don't know how you just give him six games. But again, this is, She's working off precedent and she's a judge and she doesn't want to go above precedent, apparently, unlike the fucking Supreme Court. But that's another story. Um, but, yeah, this I'll step back now and let you hear your thoughts or share your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so the big thing surrounding it, two grand juries couldn't bring charges against Deshaun Watson uh, for criminal activity. Uh, it's basically just. He's a shitty guy. Um, so five cases were presented, like you said, out of the 25 um, or 24. Uh, judge only heard four of them. Uh, there have been 24 settlements, like you already alluded to. Uh, Deshaun Watson. One is still out there. Yeah. Well, Deshaun's just trying to put this behind him. Uh, I think he's a despicable person. Uh, just. The law of large numbers says that, yeah, maybe some of these accusers were fishing for money, but it also says that some of them are going to be broken. You know what I mean? Like for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And, you know, after six games, he's going to start winning and people are going to forget about it. And, you know, some of these women are never going to be right again. So it's upsetting. But that's the NFL. Hey. Yeah. Um, I think. One of the worst parts about it is, I can't even say one of the worst parts. One of the worst parts is that he was able to effectively get away with what he did. Um, not, he's no, shown, not effectively, 100%. His like, contract's <laughs> fully guaranteed. He won't miss a game check. Yep, yep. Um, and he got all his money last year and is only going to lose like 300K this year because of the way they structured his deal, only getting a mil in the first year. Yeah. Um, they did it on purpose. But he has shown zero contrition, zero remorse. He thinks he has done nothing wrong. Um, Effectively, he sees massage therapists as uh, prostitutes. Um, And he thinks that because he keeps saying, I 100% respect women. Well, obviously, you don't respect these women because you preyed on them and you use your name and notoriety to make them feel smaller and less than. Um, And one element of this is uh, he primarily preyed on black women and America as a society and as a court system and as a medical system um, doesn't really care for black bodies in general and Definitely do not care about black women in general. This happened to uh, suburban white women who wanted to like, oh, I want to go be a massage therapist and I, I want to find my journey. Under the jail. He mm. they would bury him alive. Yeah. He would it's be disgusting. Under the jail. Um, um so I think that is a element that plays a part in this. Um but just overall the situation is were you I was going to say, I'm going to try to wear this carefully, but I'm not. Uh, were you taken back at the fact that, because we've had this discussion before, that Deshaun, as a high-profile black quarterback, 
only received six games, did you expect it to be more or did you think that didn't play a factor into it? Because I know um, we have that discussion where sometimes most of the time white white guys, especially white quarterbacks, they get off scot-free. I honestly thought it was going to be more if only because of the fact that the league was like, we're going to make an example out of this behavior because it is so egregious. And I was very shocked with all the factors in place that it was only six, not only because of the despicable nature of his actions, but also because, you know, a lot of times you don't see black quarterbacks get leeway. Um, That's a very interesting and good question. Uh, my pushback to that would be, we saw Ray Rice get two before that video came out. That's true. Good point. Um, good point. I think the difference here is, I think if the league were to punish him, or dole out the punishment. Um, I think he would have gotten more games for sure. Yeah, I think they would have overcorrected and been like a indefinite exactly because I feel like they, the league is and and the arbitrator actually mentioned this in her uh, summary afterwards. She said the the effectively the league has been playing whack a mole with this kind yeah. of situation with feet violence against women. They played whack-a-mole with Ray Rice. They were reactionary and not proactive. Um, they gave him two and then they saw what the outcry was and then decided to give more with Ben Roethlisberger. They gave him six. It got appealed down. But since then they've tried to uh, correct that in other ways. Um, they currently have language on the paper about uh, violence against women and one of the things that was very interesting in her summary and I don't understand how she uh, I don't understand how she uh, uh, defines yeah, sexual violence I know what you're talking about she said this yeah. was un, this was non-violent uh, crimes or however she worded that basically saying this was nonviolent and saying, and she said that the NFL doesn't have any language on that because they've only so far defined violent acts. Yeah. I think her, um, her, her, her physical point was, violence. That's what yeah, her point is coercion versus actual physical violence. Yeah. Which I, which, and which is odd in today's day and age where mental health is just as important as physical health. How I don't you would see think, what the distinction would yeah, be. Yeah, mentally there abusing and manipulating someone is better than physically hurting yeah, them. Scars so heal, but your brain is going to be fucked. It's it's very interesting um, for her to put that kind of language. So I think the so so because it was arbiter. I'm actually and get reading her summary to some degree. I haven't read all sixteen pages. Um, it kind of draws in how this conclusion could have been came to, but I don't think, uh, but I do think if the league were to been doling out this punishment and if they appeal, they're going to overcorrect and not the simply because appeal, it's though. a black quarterback. I think just because we can't, this can't be our perception. This is not the perception we want to give off anymore. Yeah, I don't think they're going to the appeal because it's like Troy, Troy Vincent, um, who is trying to stand up for, you know, what the image is and whatnot. So, yeah, go ahead. You don't think no, they're I was appeal? just going to say, I don't think they're going to appeal only because this is the first time they're using uh, an arbiter. Yeah, and it's, that's it's, the it's, interesting How thing. bad of a look if you're like, yeah, we're going to do this to make it more fair and balanced. And then the second you get a, the very first time you don't get the answer you wanted. And you're like, actually, I think they should appeal because I think Deshaun Watson should be banned from the NFL. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I, I want. I think they should appeal <laughs> to set new precedent. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that way they're like, all right, runway's clear. Here we go. Yeah. Um, that gives you better th- guidelines going forward for the arbiter. Absolutely. One last thing I wanted to throw out there. Um, and of course, me being me, I got to bring it back to me because I'm a selfish piece of garbage. Uh, I wanted, I understand being on the other side of that. Obviously not in the same position that these women were in, but I've waited on entitled multimillionaire 20 somethings before in my line of work. Okay. And, uh, 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 cave on Thibodeau is not the same. No, as no, no, no. But this is the point I want to make. This is the point I do want to make. And I'm being very serious when you are a service worker compared to a fan or like someone in your position where you're doing something with them in collaboration. When you're a service worker, there are a lot of athletes who treat you like less than well, they go, Hey bro, bro, bro. They'll snap at you. Hey, where's my, this, where's my, that you try to set it up. Like, okay, we're going to take the order first course, second core. And they'll just, people are barking at you and stuff that you get treated very much like less than because you're mainly basically. Yeah. And I've, I've had it happen to me. I've seen it firsthand. Now I, w- I will push back when they start, like everyone starts barking at once and stuff. I'll be like, listen, guys, that's not how we're going to do this. Like, listen to me. So it's very interesting. And I think it, a lot of it comes from being repressed for so long, having coaches yell at you your entire life that when you finally get to take it out on somebody else, you do. And I see that just from my perspective, working in the service industry, it has happened to me where I'll get snapped at or talked down to or be treated less than and then get tipped nothing or 10%. And I'm like, you just signed a $100 million contract. You treated me like shit. And then you didn't even tip me on top of it. So I just understand this mentality of treating other people less than I've seen it firsthand. So I I totally get that. And the judge's uh, uh, summation of Deshaun Watson. All right. Uh, I'm not going to hit the sounder for this. More <laughs> big news in the NFL. I think we could get through this Huge. real quickly. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, you mentioned Tom Brady's retirement. I don't think it was retirement. Uh, I think he was going to go be the head of the Dolphins and then play quarterback for the Dolphins. And the Dolphins were going to go get Sean Payton, who is the same agent as uh, Tom Brady. Don Lots Yee. of tampering down in Miami. Um a lot of tampering going on, uh, but for, uh, it's very interesting. So this is a part of the Brian Flores case. And I think I this, was wondering how it even came to light. I was about to say this is kind of brushing the Flores because I think I saw a statement by the Dolphins basically saying like, oh, this is the end of the Flores investigation. And I'm like, oh, I see what happened here. Um so the Dolphins have been fined. Well, Stephen Ross has been fined one point five million, and then their next in command was fined uh, five hundred thousand. So an effective two million dollar fine, which I believe is the largest you can find an NFL owner or team, um, the largest that has been f- so far. Um, the Dolphins have lost a first round next year and a third round the following year. And this stems from the Brian Flores accusation that they were trying to tank, but they were absolved of all tanking things. And, but yeah, even so sorry, in even event. in even though in the statement where they absolved them of the tanking, it says, oh, yeah, Stephen Ross did make this comment, but it was like jokingly and like no things were actually like put in place. And like they went out in one game. It's like, 
they won games because Brian Flores didn't want to lose games. Like, yeah. that's not the point. They wanted to foster a, a tanking situation, but the coach just went against it. And in effect, they didn't tank, but they did try to tank. Well, that's the thing is because Brian Flores didn't want to tank, you almost bite. He almost like bit himself in the ass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he won games. The owner could be like, look, I was just joking. He went out and won games. Obviously, I didn't want to tank. Yeah, I didn't stop him. from Yeah, not exactly. Winning games. Exactly. It's like, so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I know what you said. And if I would have done it, this would have been different. Also, I think it's interesting the fact that Brian Flores was able to bring these allegations against Stephen Ross and the Dolphins, which led to the full on NFL investigation, which led them to be like, okay, the tanking thing, we don't have a hundred percent evidence of, but you guys were doing some shady shit over here that we happened to see. And so I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. It's very funny because draft picks are the biggest thing that's going to crush them. It's funny because ESPN and nobody, no mainstream uh, really reported on like this has been a story for months at this point that hey Tom Brady might have not been retiring and might have just been leaving the Bucks to go to Miami. Well, we talked like, about that when it happened. I I he, had yeah. San Francisco, not Miami, but I thought he was he was trying to wiggle his way out to go to the 49ers because in that statement he never said he was retiring and. It was very odd that he only said goodbye to Tampa. People were like, he's saying nothing to the uh, to the Patriots. He's yep. leaving the NFL and not going to say anything. So it was. And then on the same day that happened, that's the same day Brian Flores filed his uh, grievance. Filed his grievance. Yeah. So it's like, oh, damn. <laughs> Wait a second. So, yeah. And. For people that don't know, the lot the tie there is Stephen Ross, a Michigan man, Michigan man. Uh Tom Brady also a Michigan man. Um, and apparently, I mean, in their investigation, they said that it started before Blind Flores. It started when Tom was a patriot. They had been trying to get him down there. So That's this crazy. is before he goes to uh, Tampa Bay or anything. They were going to give him ownership stake. They were going to put him in the front office. And then he was going to finagle his way to play quarterback for the dolphins. And they tried to, they were talking to Sean Payne before he had stepped away from new Orleans without the permission of new Orleans. They're in effect again, tampering. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a very interesting web that led. This now puts Fergie as the highest ranking official for the Dolphins. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. Let's see what the entertainment looks like in the next season or so. Um, that's a true statement, by the way. I want you to know that. Fergie <laughs> um, Fergie Lewis is now the highest ranking official for the Dolphins um, because a part of Stephen Ross's suspension, he cannot attend. And the owner meetings for the rest of this year, he can't be around the team until like October. Um, they October put a 12th. lot of restriction on him. So very interesting. There was one more thing I wanted to make. Oh, 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 oh that was the last thing I wanted to say on the t- uh, the tanking uh, accusation. The NFL said, yeah, he said like 100K, but like no number was like defined. Like there were other numbers said. So. We can't say he was trying to, he was incentivizing tanking. It's like, so there's conjecture because there are multiple numbers and the coach 
didn't go out and lose intentionally. So that's the thing that pisses me off is Brian Flores <laughs> would have had to go along with it to get it in writing and to yeah. only like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's all there, but it didn't play be- out. Because so we the can't way he's wired, he was immediately like, no, fuck off. And then they were like, see, we were just joking around. He told us to fuck off. We said, ah, how about 200K? Hey, we were messing around. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. On to Saturn news. Um, Bill Russell has passed. Uh, me and you are two young spry guys, so we didn't really still see Bill play, but I'm pretty sure you, like I, have been following the NBA for a long time. I know you, yeah. like I, have been following the NBA for a long time. You have older relatives, and um, we both like PTI, so we've heard Bill Russell glorified in many ways. Uh, do you have anything to say on the passing I, of Bill Russell? Just the same thing that's been said uh, by a lot of people. Bill Russell was the winningest teammate of all time. Uh, not the best <clears throat> player in the NBA, not even for his era, but he willed his team to win. Uh, you guys know the resume, two NCAA championships, a gold medal, and 11 NBA championships. The greatest winner of all time. <clears throat> I think it's sad. I mean, he lived to be 88, which is fantastic, especially for a guy of his stature. Uh, normally, the bigger guys don't live that long. The heart, same size heart as the rest of us, and it's got to pump all the way down to those toes. But... uh very sad to see him go. I will always remember like Mike and Tony talked about on PTI, like how I think it's such a cool thing, how he would like play out every game in his head a thousand different ways. So then when he got out there, it's the same thing Jerry Rice used to do because our football coaches used to tell us about Jerry Rice doing it. So when they get out there, there's no surprises. Like he's already played the game a thousand times. Uh, so I think that's really cool. And the fact that he elevated his teammates, he always said he cared didn't care about Boston, didn't care about the NBA. He cared about his guys, his team. So that's always super cool. Plus, obviously, I'm sure you'll touch on this, the being on the Mount Rushmore, not only of NBA players, but also as athletes uh, committed to the civil rights movement is, yeah. you know, it's inspiring. Um, Bill Russell said on his epitaph, put that he was a man. Bill Russell, he was a man. Um he was a man more before he was a basketball player and he was a black man before he was a basketball player. And he wanted you to know that whether you accepted it or not, you were going to treat him as a man because where he, when he grew up, where he grew up, um, you were not looked at as a man. He was initially drafted by the St. Louis team in the NBA, but he was traded to Boston because St. Louis was so racist that they were like, we can't have him here. Um, there's no way he can exist on this franchise's team. Uh, so, and he his time in Boston was not one that was fun. He loved, like you said, he loved his teammates. He loved Red. Him and Red kind of had a us against them, Red being a Jewish man. Um, and the city was more, pro, uh, not Protestant, but Catholic and white. Fucking Irish Catholic, dude. Um, so it was a kind of a us against them situation. Uh, everybody knows the story. Bill left on a uh, team went on a road trip. He comes back. His house has been vandalized and defecated in on it, like his bed and the walls and whatnot. Um, and he he did more for the black athlete than a lot of people. And that's one of the things I'll remember. Jackie Robinson 
lit the torch. Bill Russell definitely helped carry the torch. Um, and something somebody pointed out that was interesting. I think it was Amin Al Hassan on the Dan Levitard show. Basketball is so young that we're seeing in our lifetime, we're going to see the greats pass away. This is not like Y.A. Tittle or Otis Graham, where there's strictly only black and white footage where <laughs> they literally feels like a hundred years ago. And we never saw them live. We've seen Bill Russell. I, we saw Bill Russell at the ESPYs give Charles and everybody the middle finger. We saw Bill at every all-star event, every NBA championship, giving out the Bill Russell trophy. Um, the first black coach in professional sports, first black coach, obviously in the NBA because of that. Um, Bill, he led a life that people envy and that's, that says a lot. All right. RIP the legend. All right, Brendan, let's one more style this. Uh, the trade deadline in MLB has come and gone now. A lot of chaos, a lot of movement. Uh, who was your biggest winner? Come on. It's your biggest winner, too. The San Diego Padres. The fathers, the Friars. Uh, when I got Juan in, Soto. Bring in Juan Soto, which is going to be, oh, my gosh. If Fernando Tatis could ever recover from this motorcycle injury or whatnot. Uh, Fernando Tatis. Junior, may I add. Uh, if you ever recover from that uh, motorcycle injury that apparently he had, that's going to be a very interesting team to watch with the him. shoulder. Um, him, Machado, Juan. Um, they re-signed, uh, what's my guy's name? Joe Musgrove. They traded and brought in Josh Hader. Um, so they are big, big players in this season. They're going for it all, Brian. The future be damned. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. We had the both the same thing. Losers. One more round. Um, who do you have? Because I've got the uh, White Sox. Uh, I got that's a good one. Actually, that's a really good one. Um, uh, I got two losers. Uh, one loser is going to be selfish. Uh, well, actually, I'll save that for the surprise. The losers are the they gave it away. The, the, no, the Angels. The Angels. Uh. All they did was get rid of Noah Syndergaard and uh, a couple other guys. I believe Brandon Marsh they got rid of, or Walsh. I can't remember if it's M or W. Um, they, I believe they got rid of a, a first baseman as well. Um, this team is not supposed to be looking towards the future. This team should be by. They suck this year, and that's why they're sellers, but they should be being buyers when you have two insanely generational talents, and they cannot seem to do anything to win with these guys. It's yeah. the most insane and infuriating thing, and they will always be the losers to me. That's also, a good one. Also, Whit Merrifield, are you going to get vaccinated now that you're going to the Toronto? Huh? You're going to have <laughs> right. to get vaccinated now, you freaking idiot. Yeah, I just thought it was really weird that uh, Chicago's like a, a, a 500 team, and they've been having spurts, and all they got was that pitcher, Jake Diekman. Like, what are you doing? Sounds right. Um, yeah, no, that's and the Orioles. The Orioles are always the biggest losers. Yeah, it sucks that the Orioles. See, I, I knew we we both said like this hot streak is like it's it's cute, but I believe I had that. They're gonna have to. They're 
I didn't I didn't think they'd be as big a sellers. They kind of got rid of I think like a starter, a closer, and then a couple everyday guys, but um yeah, they they know they're set for the future, but the thing is they've they have in place the the manager they want for the next couple of years and they got the bones of the players they want for the next couple of years. So, I think this season shows them that at the very least, but yeah, that's a good point. Uh all right. <laughs> And the surprises. One more round. I didn't have any surprises because I don't follow baseball enough to be shocked by anything. All right. My surprise. Who do you think my surprises? I don't know. Do the Marlins do something? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that predictable. Uh, two surprises. Yeah, Joey you Gallo. said my team. Uh, I did. Damn, you said I'll save uh, my team for the surprise. Oh, uh, uh, so Joey Gallo getting dealt. To the Dodgers. I don't know why the Dodgers. Really? Yeah, he got dealt to the Dodgers. I don't no, know I'm why surprised. the Dodgers would bring him in. Um, Joey Gallo, a, a swing and a miss machine, a strike taker extraordinaire. Yeah, but um, he get, when he makes contact, he goes. Yeah, but he makes contact. The problem is he makes contact one out of every 10 times he goes up to bat. Um, so, yeah. I will, actually, I do have a surprise. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just thought of this. Okay. The fact that Freddie Freeman is still playing for the Dodgers and did not get traded back to Atlanta. <laughs> well, I don't think they were going to give Atlanta what they want. But um, yeah, no, my one of my biggest surprises, the Marlins. The Marlins this last week was going to be like the true test of what they were going to do. They were a team that was five games back. You had four games against Cincinnati, followed by three games against the Mets, who you went two and two with the last time you played them. They only won one of those games, I believe either one or two of those games. And then they followed that up with, and then they had three games against Cincinnati. Again, mind you, Cincinnati, the worst team in the league, they lost to them again yesterday, two to one. Um, and they only got rid of two relievers. I thought they would have got rid of, um, I thought they would have got rid of Jesus Aguilar. I thought they would have tried to move of obviously Garcia. Um, I thought they would have tried to move on from maybe a Brian Anderson, see what they could get back for him. Uh, Garrett Cooper, he was being rumored teams poking around like the Dodgers were asking about him. Uh, I thought they would have moved one of the everyday guys, but they only got rid of two relievers. So that's shocking to me. All righty. All right. Let's go to the quick hits. And you'd be surprised how quick. And- quick. Maymay hits. Quick hits. We are All killing right. the game right now. We were killing the game. Somehow we are doing way better. I thought this was going to be a four-hour show at some point. Um, not, I'm not going to update a ton on the W as of right now. Um, but I will say the last time we spoke, the Commissioner Cup was about to be played. Chicago versus the Aces. The Aces won. Can't, Courtney Vandersloot was not there. But the Aces won. And, um, yeah, so they currently have the Commissioner Cup this year. Uh, I want to give you the top eight teams in the league right now. The top eight teams. You got Chicago, 12 teams in the league total. You got Chicago, you got the Aces, you got Connecticut, you got Washington, who's rallied, who has had a weird season because Elena Deladon has been in, she's been out. Um, But Natasha McLeod, Alicia Clark, um, Dave, Alicia Clark, along with Ariel Atkins, They've really held that ship together. Um, the Seattle Storm coming in at number five. It's interesting. Uh, Tina, uh, even grabbing Tina Charles hasn't propelled them in the way that a lot of people thought. 
um, Sue's last year, so we'll see how that plays out. But currently, the fifth seed, your Dallas Wings, Brandon, they've yeah. uh, completely ride the ship over uh, just under 500, but they have made their way into the playoff picture after being out of it for a lot of the season. Um, the Phoenix Mercury, even without Brianna, Brianna, Brittany Griner, um, and losing Tina Charles midway through the season, this team has had a tumultuous season as far as uh, personnel and it looked like it spilled onto the field in some aspects with shouting matches between players, but they currently sit in the playoff picture and the New York Liberty who started off dreadful have rallied off a bunch of wins in the second half of the season uh, to make their way into the postseason picture. As of right now, uh, right now on the OLI outside looking in the, the links have kind of righted their ship after also starting abysmally. Um, the Atlanta Dream have cooled off after their hot start with their rookie, Ryan Howard. And uh, the Sparks currently sit on the outside at the nine spot. Um, a lot of turmoil with that team as well. Uh, Derek Fisher getting fired. Liz Cambage just walking off on the team um, after half of the season, a little more than half of the season. Um, so that's who's going to be battling for those last two to three spots. You're going to have, uh, everywhere, everybody from pretty much Dallas down to Minnesota. So that's going to be a very Dallas. volatile. That's my team spots. That is your team. Good what team is, to have. Did you, you hear the news? Brittany might be coming home. Um, the last I saw was, uh, we're going to trade. It's, it's a crazy thing to say, but we're going to trade her and another person for the merchant of death. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought I got confused. Yes. It's her <laughs> and then the reporter and we're going to give them yeah. back. The their, reporter who was told to be dealer. a spy yeah. for the merchant of death. So that was the last. He is uh, a legitimate Russian arms dealer, Joseph. Yeah. I, I'm aware. <laughs> he just has a cool nickname. <laughs> All right. Brett, uh, I have this on here. Do you, were you privy to the NBA tamping? No, I have no tamper? idea what that's about. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so the so this is more of an informed than a story to discuss. Um, the NBA is looking into the Philadelphia 76ers and the whole James Harden situation. Him taking less money to bring in people um, as potential tampering of some sort. I think that's hilarious because we both sat on this program and we're like, something's <laughs> going on here. James yeah, Harden, who forced his way out of eight, uh, two teams in 18 months, would not take less money. Something's happening. Just, just takes less money. Weird. Um, so they're looking into that as a potential tampering situation, as well as the New York Knicks bringing in Jalen Brunson um, as a potential tampering oh, situation. Oh, come on. That's a family um, thing. His dad's family agent. Thing, also, Leon Rose was his agent. Yeah, it's like it, it was that tampering in the making. Wasn't it like Leon Rose's dad was his dad's agent and now their sons? Oh, wow. I don't know about that, but that would be interesting dynamic. I don't know. I think it was like something like that. Like it was the dad's all the way down to the sun's. Wow, that would be wicked. That would be wicked. Uh, but I, I've again, I'm not privy to that. Uh, last thing I want to touch on in the quick hits was the women Euros finals. Uh, England beat Germany, Germany. 2 1. Uh, What's up? Who them. knew that? <laughs> Who watched that game? Your boy. Oh, you're just saying Germany. Good job, buddy. Um, yeah, England beat Germany 2 1 in extra time. Um, I fell asleep to that game on the couch. This, oh, look at you. Uh, nice little afternoon nap. I had every intention of watching it. It was tied 0-0 going into halftime, and it was tied, or excuse me, nil-nil, and then it was tied 1-1 going into extra time, and then England pulled it out. 
Yeah. England pulled it out in the 100. And I slept for most of the minute. game, and I can still give you a rundown of it. What's up? Look at you. Uh, they played at Wembley Stadium. This was the, the best stat is that this was the biggest Euro final in attendance. Ever? Men, say, women, children, doesn't matter. I did matter. not say women. This was the biggest Euro That's final sick, dude. Love it. ever in attendance. What 87. Te- I don't understand people being like, like, it's one thing in basketball because obviously it's not as flashy with the dunks and stuff, but in soccer, it's it's the same game. It's the same product. It's, <laughs> both of the men and women, they're fucking, the women are, they're very good at, they're very, like, I'm, I don't even want to try to qualify. It's the same product. Yeah, um, yeah, eighty-seven thousand. If you build it, they Holy will come. Shit. If you build it, they will come. Uh, so yeah. Fun fact, All Joe. Right. Have you ever been in a stadium on uh, in a stadium with a hundred thousand people ish? Um, how much is that, Ben Hill? Ben Hill Griffin. Yeah, it's got to be close to that, right? I don't th- actually. I don't think any of the southern stadiums. It's 110? No, it's not. I just threw uh, that number out there. I was about to say, I know the, all the north, like the shoe, the shoehorn, the shoehorn, the horseshoe, and the big house. They the horseshoe's the 105. Uh, then 88,000. 88, and then how much is Dope Campbell? Dope Campbell. 84. 84. That's the record attendance, so. I don't know what the capacity is, but okay. yeah, those are the two biggest I've been to. Capacity 79. Just for good measure, how much is Hard Rock? Because I went to Hard Rock, I believe, in its first year. Eh, second year, they had the canopy up already. Uh, 65. 65, yeah, NFL savings are not as big. Um, so yeah, those are two big. Have you been in 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played. Oh. I was on the team when we played in the horseshoe, when we played ah. between the hedges in Georgia. Now I get you. Yeah. Uh, how much is that Georgia? Georgia's. I mean, it's not as much as the horseshoe, but. Was it Stamfield Field or something? What's the name of their stadium? I don't know. I just put it in between the hedges. Sanford Stadium. 92,000. I knew that was Ooh, a lot. A lot. All right. But yeah, all righty. Oh, let's get out so of here. Good we just for did stadium talk for no reason. Good for <laughs> soccer. No, because that that's intense to have 100,000 people screaming. And mm-hmm. the, the reason it sucks it's in the swamp. I don't know why you keep going like to 100. Well, because it's a nice, even round <laughs> number. Uh, the swamp, the reason it sucks is because they're only 10 feet from the field. So they feel like they're right on top of you. That's right why there. I feel like the Gators right have there. such a good home field advantage. I had people spit on me, which was no. cool. You've discussed before. Yeah, well, the fucking Florida Gator fans cool? are disgusting, huh? Did you say which is cool? No. Oh, I thought you said which is cool. I no. I'm, if I did, I said it in like a throwaway, like sarcastic, like, yeah, that's oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, right. they're disgusting creatures. My brother is a Florida alumni, and he knows it. I know it. I hate Everyone all knows Gators, it. even my friends. Florida fans bring you are the press gross. conference in its entirety. <laughs> Uh, let's give ourselves a pat on the back for not getting to a two-hour extravaganza as I thought it might have been. An um, hour and a half. Shape 30 minutes half. off that projected time you had, man. We're professionals. All right. Uh, Brennan, where can we find you? 
Uh, yeah, follow me on all social media at Brett and T Comedy. I also do comedy. I got a bunch of shows coming up uh, here in New York. I'll be at Frantic at the Stand uh, next Monday, uh, August 17th. I have a show in Astoria Park uh, hosted by the very funny Jared Waters. Check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Have uh, different people on. Comics, actors, musician. Joe's been on twice. Uh, and people uh, talk about their craziest drinking stories, getting in trouble stories, drug stories, party stories, whether they're good or bad. Uh, this week is um, Jared Waters that just came out. And then Sean Donnelly, very funny comedian next week. He actually talks about coming up like in that era of Patrice O'Neill and Jim Norton mm. and those guys. So it's very interesting to listen to him talk about how comedy was then versus how comedy is now. So check it out. X drinking buddy. Joe. I'm getting tripped out by your painting. It, I think because like the sun is rising and everything, it's like changing the color or is it changing paintings? I'm getting a little confused. Right now. No, the painting in the corner, the painting on oh. top above the TV. No, it's the same. The The TV is changing on the TV's on a screensaver. Okay. I'm like, man, what is that? Wait, the TV. Oh, I see what you're talking about. That light right there. Where's what am from? I looking at? This is the painting. This is the painting. And this okay. is the TV. That's what I thought, but it looks like the painting is changing paintings. No. The way the light is hitting it. Oh, because, so look. the Is it a mirror? The TV here is reflecting uh, off of this. Oh. This shelf. The shelf. Thank you. I was losing my mind. I just caught that too. Wow, this is I all staying like, in the episode. Dog, it looks like the painting is changing paintings. It does. God, it does. Look, now, that I, now that you pointed it out. Joe, where can we find you? Oh, man. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorver. You can find the show's Twitter and Instagram at Curing Press. Um, you got to watch it live, folks, if you want the TV changing the painting. Uh, got to uh, watch it live. <laughs> Doing it live. Uh, yeah, you could, uh, don't forget to head over to Nulo.co to check out all the other shows on the network. Nulo still humming well over 100 episodes like this one. Um, and who does a pod doing our thing? Um Every other week, next movie we're going to be reviewing, next movie and soundtrack we're going to be doing is Tick, Tick, Boom. This is the complete and final Lynn project. Lynn directed that movie. Lin-Manuel Miranda, that is. Um, so if you're interested in that at all, check that out. It's a very good, very funny, very well-produced show. I am the producer. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's it. Brennan, get us out of here. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Vince Gully, the Dodger baseball. Hot shot hit foul. Look up that story that he told on the Levitard show. The voice of Dodger baseball from Jackie Robinson to Mookie Betts. R.I.P., buddy. God. And Clayton Kershaw, I guess.